0: And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to you and all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is without a doubt the good news, the greatest news ever told, as it is found for us in Luke chapter 2. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Well, as we just heard, Christmas, a big part of Christmas is about gifts and a great answer I'm going to tell about both kinds of gifts that we receive but question for today is uh, what makes a gift a gift you know is it something that has to be uh, wrapped up in fancy paper is it something that costs a lot of money or is expensive is it uh, something that is earned or deserved And the answer to all of those questions is absolutely not. In fact, the dictionary defines a gift. A gift literally proceeds from love. It is something that is freely given to someone else. You know, we spent a great deal of time the last month trying to find the perfect gift for our loved ones, right? No, but whatever gifts you gave uh, last night or today, Uh, you could hardly go wrong if you put on the tag special special hardly perfect but given in love to remind us of God's perfect gift Jesus Christ you know the history of gift-giving doesn't take us to the North Pole it goes well beyond that takes us all the way back to creation doesn't it when God created the heaven and the earth history of gift giving takes us to a small town called bethlehem ever wonder why we sing old little town of bethlehem because in jesus day bethlehem was about the size of a football field that's not very big is it history of gift giving takes us back always to god because god is a giver you look it up in your bible how many times you find the word giver or gift used in the bible In fact listen to these words you know them well John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave you gave 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 you his only begotten Son or the words for our text today from Luke chapter 2 verse 11 unto us a son is what given given a child is given or my peace Jesus says I give to you not as the world gives it and Jesus is the one who has given you Forgiveness and everlasting life. But what does all of this tell us besides the obvious? It tells us that God, that very first Christmas, put on a gift-giving clinic. A gift-giving clinic. But why did he do it? He did it because he saw a world lost in sin. He did it because he saw the world heading down a dead-end road. So what did God do? God did what all good gift givers do. God did some planning. God's plan, when it was passed around heaven, it literally took heaven's breath away. Because God's plan involved a perfect gift. A perfect sacrifice. God would give that which was most dearest to him, his only begotten son, to save us. Think again about the definition of a gift. Does God sending his son into this sin-filled world fit that definition? Absolutely. The gift is expensive. It is incredibly expensive, and yet it's free. This gift is given in love. This gift is not earned. It is not deserved. And yet, isn't it true that Christmas the way our sinful world looks at it has been distorted. It's even been distorted by the guy that wears the red suit. Bruce, nice outfit today. I love that red suit you got on there. You know, there was a guy named St. Nicholas, a real-life person. Actually, he was a bishop in the church. That's why he wears a red suit, because the red, as a bishop, reminded him... Of the blood of Jesus shed for us on the cross. True story. The white trim reminds us and him of the purity and the cleanliness that Christ won for us. Saint Nicholas gave gifts to remind others of God's greatest gift, the gift of Jesus. Saint Nicholas was a man who dedicated his life to telling the good news of Jesus Christ and the hope that we have in a child named Jesus. You know, in his mind, gifts given at Christmas were always given to remind us of Christ. But today, his message has been greatly distorted. Ask yourself this question. Is Christmas, as the world knows it today, is it law or is it gospel? I think a lot of people would say it's gospel. And it is gospel. But I would also suggest it's law, the way a sinful world looks at it. How's that little song, that little ditty go? You better be good. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why, because the guy there is making a list. And he's checking it twice to see who's been good or naughty or nice. Is that law or Gospel? That's all law. That's not a gift. You know the world in which we live is comfortable with this law talk as long as it meets our standards for what is good. And sadly many times we give gifts to other people that are sometimes motivated by the law. Motivated by what that other person has done. Or motivated by what a person has earned. You know, if God gave gifts like that, there would be no perfect gift. Like God is a radically different giver than we are. God gives gifts to sinners who don't deserve it. God literally did what? While we were, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ. Died for us Jesus desires to give every one of us this gift but he's not going to force it down our throat he's not going to drag us into heaven by our hair but many people don't want this gift why I'm thinking to myself what do you got to lose what if I'm right and you're wrong but many people stubbornly and arrogantly They don't think they need this gift God wants all people to receive his gift. He wants every person to be like these children up here this morning running down the aisle You know remember maybe you saw it last night. Maybe you're gonna see it this morning Maybe you've already seen it this morning. If you got up at 5 a.m. like how many of you got up at 5 a.m. Anybody? Uh, Yeah, I don't know Wow, I'm glad my kids are older You ever watch a child when they open a gift? Their expression, their excitement is over the top. You can't explain it. You know, I remember when I was a child. It was so easy in those days to open a gift or a present. But now the older I get, I seem to have more difficulty with unwrapping a gift. Why is that? Because first of all, there's many times where I believe that I don't deserve a gift. I say, like many of you say, you shouldn't have. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable because I don't know how to adequately thank someone for their gift. A simple thank you just doesn't seem adequate. And then sometimes because of our sinful nature, sometimes we think to ourselves: if I receive this gift, then maybe I will be indebted to that person, or if I receive God's gift, will I be indebted to him? You know, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas morning involves some very real spiritual warfare, doesn't it? A lot of people wouldn't think so but at Christmas the devil is working overtime. He's trying to convince us that we really don't need this gift. We don't really need a Jesus that saves us. The devil also tries to convince us, especially during this time of the year, we don't need this gift because all religions, you heard this before, All religions lead to the same place anyway on the last day God is going to save everybody no matter what they believe it sounds really nice but if that was the case then why would Jesus come to this world why would God sacrifice his one and only son what a slap in the face that would be to God you know I'm convinced that you can learn a lot about a person as you watch them give and receive gifts. At Christmas, we focus so much attention on giving, but are we ready to receive? But how do you receive a gift? How do you, re- how do you get ready to receive? You know, when I was in high school, I played all the sports. When there's only 32 in your class, you get to make every team. (laughs) So I played basketball and football and baseball, and I ran track, and sometimes I'd play golf because my uncle owned the course and he let me play free. You know, most coaches tell you there's one rule to all sports. What is it? Get ready to receive. How do you receive the ball? How do you run a track race? You gotta, first of all, keep your eye on the what? Ball. You gotta keep your eye on the finish line. How do we get ready to receive the gift of the Christ child? I think we get ready to receive this ultimate gift by keeping our eyes and our ears open to Jesus. Keeping, as scripture says, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. And that also entails keeping your eyes and your ears open to the word of God. Read it. Mark it. Literally take it to heart. God's word is the law. It shows us our sin. It shows us how much we desperately need this gift. It is also gospel. It shows us that we have this perfect gift, Christ Jesus. You see, believing and receiving Jesus Christ, you graciously and humbly receive this gift of salvation. You thank God for it. And one of the ways that we receive this gift is by doing what you're doing right here today. You have come here on Christmas morning. You people are strange. Who gets out of bed when it's snowing outside on Christmas morning when you could be home? You come to worship him, to thank him, to praise him. And yes, this gift of salvation that God has given you, you don't shove it away. I can guarantee you there's none of these kids here this morning that are gonna take their gift and shove it in the closet today. And not get it out again until Easter you use it you cherish it you know when I was a kid growing up we got our first TV set in 1954 it was a great TV set didn't look like this this has got the rabbit ears ours wasn't this fancy you know but uh, having a TV set in 1954 you only got three channels and uh, my dad would often, when I got old enough, my dad would send me up on the roof, not to go down the chimney, uh, but he would send me up on the roof with a pipe wrench uh, to uh, adjust to what, the antenna up there on the roof, right? So dad would yell out the window, no, more, more, oh, stop, stop, right there, right there, right there, so that we could get the reception either from Detroit or Toledo. And... Uh, You know, he had to get the right reception, Dad believed, so that he and I and my brother could watch the Three Stooges. (laughs) But, you know, you can have the best TV set. My grandparents had that one with the doors, you know, the cabinet. It's really fancy. You can have the most expensive TV set, but if you got bad reception, you know, it's not going to help the picture. Sadly, the real meaning of Christmas, the reception, the picture has been distorted by many. Why? Because many fail to see their sins. They fail to see God's grace. They fail to understand God's great undeserved love for us. For by grace you have been saved. And this is not of yourself. It is a gift from God. We come here today to respond to God's love. You know, if we could earn our way to heaven, we would make an absolute mockery of Jesus' birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. But we come here today to say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to this earth to be my Savior. Where would I be? Where would any of us be without you? You know, anyone who has received the gift of salvation can't help but thank him and praise him. You know, in that first christmas god put on a gift giving clinic and guess what it hasn't stopped god still continues to put on this gift giving clinic in your life and mine his plan took heaven's breath away his plan includes you and me and his plan involved that which was incredibly expensive because you've been redeemed by the blood and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Maybe now we can understand why the angels and the archangels, I can picture my wife, I can picture your loved ones who are now in heaven, I can picture the smile on their face today as they join with the angels singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So as you go to your meal this noon, as you unwrap, maybe more gifts, stop and pray. Acknowledge that you have the ultimate gift. Say a prayer of thankfulness to God. And while you're at it, you know what you'll be doing? You'll be passing the ultimate gift on to the next generation. I can guarantee you they will be listening. You are some of the richest people I know because your hope. Is in a child. Your hope is in Jesus. There isn't any more to say than say, thanks be to God for your incredible life, death, and resurrection on our behalf. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we say today thank the Lord, sing his praise, tell everyone, everyone what he has done. Ask, Lord, that you would uh, help us to remember how blessed we are to gather together with our brothers and sisters in this house of worship week after week. Help us, Lord, to know that you're not finished with any of us yet. Help us to know, Lord, there's still a world out there that needs to have that excitement of a little child running down the aisle as fast as he can with a smile on his face to tell a world a world dying in sin, that they need Jesus, the ultimate, the perfect gift. Lord, we pray and we ask these things in your name. And all of God's people said, Amen.